Welcome to the Employco HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson, and with me is my brother and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And our Vice President of HR, Jason Eisenhut. Hi, everyone. And Nikki Navarro, working the board. Thanks for joining us this month for uh, for one of our last podcasts of 2021. Yeah. We were just back from the Ask a Winner Awards where... Uh that's right. Received a uh, an award. A we, kind of award. Uh, on behalf of Employco, we uh, we received the Outstanding Service Award for uh, for ESCA members. So thank you to uh, our friends at ESCA. So it was great being being out there in Philadelphia and seeing uh, seeing a lot of friends. That was the first in person meeting for uh, for ESCA in uh, two years. Yeah, it was great mm-hmm. to see everybody, and everyone was raving about Jason. So. <laughs> Little so, they know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they've never met you, <laughs> but, but but it's a great event, though. Yeah, and uh, so usually December's we usually like to take not really a, a look back, but look forward to uh, from the HR side of of what do companies have to look for, forward to or changes they need to make in for twenty two, and uh, surprisingly, this twenty two is not as much as uh, you know. There's a lot more right. changes going into twenty one than uh, than now going into twenty two. But uh, but we've managed to put a few together, and of course the one that the biggest one is the minimum wage changes, and there it becomes pretty complicated, uh, Jason and Scott, because mm-hmm. it's there's over 20 states that change minimum wages, but you also have to look at the counties and even down to the cities. Yeah, I mean it's it's getting hard for companies to keep up with all these changes, especially when you get down to the county and municipality level. Right. I mean, as an example, Illinois, here in Illinois, we're moving from 11 to $12 an hour. Arizona is moving from $12.15 to $12.80 an hour. Any guess, Robert Scott, who the highest state is with minimum wage that will be January 1st? Hint, they're out uh, west. I always go California. California, ding, yeah. ding, ding. Yeah, and interesting. So California, there's over, so you've got the state, you've got counties, and you've got over 20 cities that have changed minimum wage laws. That's and then, crazy. You know, to make matters worse, when you look at, uh, there's a couple of towns where if you have 25 employees or less, it's $15 an hour. If you have 26 employees, it's fifteen fifty three. If you have more than 100, it's fifteen seventy seven. That's a lot to keep track, of, especially a, a growing business, you know, or a restaurant. You're rehiring people. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, a, a big challenge. And Sonoma, same thing. They've got under 25 employees, over 25. So it's a lot to a uh, lot to keep track of. So uh, fortunately, we've got a uh, awesome payroll team here in in our office and HR team. So we're able to keep track of that for our clients. But it's a uh, it's a lot to uh, lot to keep track of. Uh, what's the highest wage? Cal- yeah. Just California. Yeah, California. So if you have over twenty six or more employees in California, it'll be fifteen dollars an hour wow. statewide. And then some of the local will be a little bit higher, but higher than that. Wow. Yeah. yeah the uh, yeah. If you look at uh, the highest is uh, as a single in a town, uh, it's seventeen seventeen wow. ten in California. Wow. So, but you know, even today when you look at the the pace of hiring and how hard it is to find employees. You know, we've got some restaurant clients in Chicago that they're doing paid vacation, they're signing bonuses, uh, signing bonuses. And, you know, when you put it all together, uh, paid health insurance, it's equivalent of almost $26 an hour. Wow. So just, you know, when you're at 15, it's, you know, and it's a trickle up effect. Oh, yeah. And I had even, even in Indiana, I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast, driving through, uh, uh, Indiana towards Chicago, you drive past, I think it's a Harris casino or whatever. They're offering the cocktail waiters and waitresses, $5,000 signing bonuses wow. just to serve drinks wow. in the casino. So five grand. So it's, it's crazy. 
but a lot to keep track of. Uh, another uh, another thing, Jason, uh, not a big item, but a good item for uh, for employees uh, doing a 401k. The Department of Labor increased the amount of money you, you can contribute to your 401k. Yep. So it's going from if you're under or if you're 49 years old or younger, uh, that annual limit from the IRS is going from 19500 to 20500 So $1,000 increase. The catch-up, so if you're 50 years or older, is still 6500 So if you're 50 or older, your maximum for next year is 27000 And here in Illinois, there's actually one of the state laws that we want to talk about. Uh, in Illinois, we have something called a secure choice. So it has historically been, if you're a company with 25 employees or more, you're required to offer a, a retirement plan to your employees or be on the state's secure choice plan. Starting next year, actually in September, it's going to go down to five employees. And so there's going to be phased approach. So if you have 15 to 25 employees starting September of next year, you have to offer it. If you have five to 14 employees uh, the following year, you're going to have to offer retirement plans. So well, most of our clients are already kind of adopting into our big master 401k plan. But for some of those small employers that are below 25 employees, you may need to kind of start taking a look at that. Are you seeing other states that are doing the same? Uh, not, not a lot. Illinois is kind of a front runner with them. Any, any new states uh, that are requiring sexual harassment training? No. So, yeah. So, like Illinois, New York, and California. This, Connecticut. This, yeah. So, there's no new states starting January 1st that uh, haven't already been established. And most of our clients, if you're doing sexual harassment training for their, their employees in Illinois or you're doing it for New York, you're just doing it. Uh, our kind, our policy is more or less do it for the whole business. Right. Yeah. That makes exactly. sense. Yeah. You know, because then you're, you don't have a discrimination issue. Right. So what about uh, the tipped employee issue? Yeah, so that's at the federal level. So employers now starting January 1st can no longer take the tip credit. So getting you below minimum wage if for work that the employee is doing outside of their occupation. So if it's like, let's say a server and they normally get tipped, obviously you can take a tip credit on that. But if the server starts to work on your books or uh, does some shipping and receiving type stuff, occupation work that's outside of a tipped occupation, the employer can no longer take the tip credit and they have to get them to minimum wage on those that type of work. How big of a change do you see this uh, in the industry? Right. I mean, whether or not there's going to be compliance and how to enforce it, it's probably going to be when an employee had, maybe gets terminated or disciplined to raise a complaint with the Department right. of Labor. That's when it'll probably come up. Right. Because I, I would imagine they don't have the resources to, uh, from a right. compliance standpoint. And I would think the government then will, you know, you got an audit on your hands right. when the employee complains. Yeah. So how about, uh, not a, it's not a new regulation, but the VAX, uh, VAX update from a VAX mandate standpoint, I believe uh, this week. New York City. Well, New York has put it in, but, you know, pretty much every Biden VAX on mandate level. on oh, the federal, federal level sure. has been struck down. The most recent one was uh, governmental contractors. So if you're a contractor... Uh, he put in place that all your employees have to be vaccinated. So that was just thrown out by a judge this week. Uh, you've got the uh, healthcare workers was thrown out. The OSHA withdrew their law uh, mm -hmm. that uh, all businesses with over 100 employees have to be vaccinated. But then now you've got, like Scott just mentioned, you've got the state of New York. So yeah, the city's I, doing it. This, so the city's saying in New York, every private business, regardless of size, has to be vaccinated by uh December 27th, I believe. Wow. Now, I haven't seen the actual legislation, but that was what he had said uh, in the last couple of days in a press conference. So I know there's a lot of uh, businesses in New York that 
are going to struggle with compliance. Yeah, and we'll see if there's legal challenges to that and whether or not it can hold up. But as of right now, yeah, it's a little bit scary for a lot of employers. Yeah, New York, when you look at, uh, you go to a restaurant in New York. Yeah, Philly, yeah. we had it. Right, so in Philadelphia, every restaurant except for one that we went into, you had to show your Vax card. Oh. For, uh, so any patron going in. In New York, it's the yeah, same Yeah, ID way. and Vax card. They always commented on my weight. <laughs> Which, you know, one of the big arguments that you hear is, uh, is how much is that hurting different communities within, you know, within New York or Chicago, wherever. And when you look at minorities in Illinois are only 45% vaccinated. Correct. But overall, we've got a high vaccination rate, not as high as Florida, but Illinois has a pretty yeah, high. Pretty high. So, you know, you're really hurting a big segment of the population. Yeah, we're in DuPage County where our offices are, and they've been at the top of the, I mean, we're the highest county in, I think, the entire Midwest for quite a long time. I mean, we're up in the 80 percentile months and months ago. Interesting. We'll see what happens with New York over the next couple of weeks because you don't have a lot of time to uh, to fight it, But right. because he's talking about being uh, in effect uh, December 27th. Correct. Any other uh, VAX updates, Jason? No, yeah. I mean, a lot of our clients are still asking us about that 100 employee or more larger organizations, and it's still on hold. I mean, the, the effective date to have all employees vaccinated or start the testing was going to scheduled to be January 4th. And that looks like obviously going to be out the window, even if somehow the a different federal court passes it or goes to the Supreme Court. Uh, we're going to be looking at a different set of effective dates. Right. Yep. Great. Well, uh, any changes? Uh, uh, if you hear things in the media, feel free to check back with our HR team, HR at employco.com, and Jason can uh, can reach out to you if you have any questions. So, Jason, uh, merit pay increases. You're seeing that a lot in the news, uh, seeing a pretty wide variety, a swing from the usual 3% to higher to lower. Uh, you're not seeing too much on the lower side. So right. It, uh, what, uh, what are your thoughts on, uh, on merit? Yeah, so just in case anyone in the audience isn't familiar with the term merit pay increase, that's different than cost of living, where everyone kind of gets the same. So merit pay increase is giving kind of a raise to your employees based on their merit, how they did maybe the prior year. So we're looking at uh, kind of the surveys we're seeing is anywhere from 3% to 3.3% as a few of the surveys that I've seen from kind of national uh, companies. So those are kind of the, the, the average. You might get a few employees with zero, some with six, but it, it'll average out to somewhere around 3% is kind of what we're seeing nationwide. And that's part of that factor. One is the hardening of the market from uh, from new hires, and then also you've got the minimum the minimum wage increases have gone up. That that's a trickle up effect. Of if I was at fifteen and now uh, now the new minimum wage is at fifteen, well then I should have a higher wage than that. Yes, I mean some some of the I think pay scale or one of the employers out there was or survey companies were looking at uh, quarter over quarter pay increases. And obviously, occupations in food services, transportation, retail are going through the roof. Those are going up anywhere from 4% to over 4% each quarter, much less an annual increase. So they just can't even keep up. And then obviously, then we're, then we're to, if you bring in inflation, which complicates matters even more. And it is outpacing uh, wages. Right. They, so they announced yesterday, finally, they admitted to it, which I think we've all seen with like prices in stores and everything that uh, wages are going up 3.3% and uh, roughly around there and uh, inflation's up around, five? I've seen anywhere 5.6. Yeah. So, right. so it's like a full point, and a, almost a point and a half more than what the wage increases right. are. So and I are, think that's going to continue to go up where you'll see wages level out and uh, inflation's going to be here. 
And you, they're, uh, the feds said they, they're accelerating their buy, their buyback of their bonds for, uh, uh, to help uh, that'll lower that. So then they're going to increase the interest rates to try and uh, get a handle on inflation. But, you know, down. when you look at 5%, I mean, that's across the board average. When you look at, look at your price of gas in the last 12 sure, months, good point. Or, uh, you know, the, the bagel company that was a restaurant that was on the news this week because they can't get cream cheese. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of combination of supply chain, uh, supply chain, as well as the, uh, just the overall in- increased costs. Yep. The gas is probably your, the biggest one that everybody, everybody sees, but right. So our mom was just complaining about, uh, Campbell's soup every time she goes to <laughs> Jewel in the last six months. She said, you know, do you know how much I... <laughs> she doesn't listen, so... Uh, is that I how say, she sounds? But yeah. so, do you know how much a, a, a can of Campbell's soup costs? That's like, right. No, Mom, I don't. <laughs> but yeah. So she's like, every time I go, they increase it by 50 cents. 50 so, cents, yeah. So it, uh, you're seeing it everywhere. Yep. But so, uh, Jason, I'm missing anything, uh, anything else? Yeah, related to the any of the employment law changes um, or mayor pay increases, feel free to give us a call or HR at employco.com is our email. If, for any of the employment law changes, for our clients, we provide a free labor s- supply of the labor law posters, those laminated ones that go into break rooms or common areas. And some of those employment law changes that are kicking in January 1st, we can, we'll be able to send those kind of a new updated supply to, to all of our clients. And then we'll, uh, I think we've got a couple HR chats coming up. We're going to talk about uh, holiday parties, the, the do's and don'ts this right. year. A lot of companies are it's doing that December without talking about holiday yeah, parties. Exactly. And, and uh, most companies are going back to the uh, holiday holiday parties. Most of what you're hearing is not as big as it was in, in 19 or so, but uh, taking precautions. And I think the and, best practice is, you know, hopefully everybody's vaccinated and boosted. And then, uh, you know, you do the, uh, have everybody do a COVID test the morning of. And I mean, that's really from a safety standpoint, you know, it's covering a lot of the bases. Right. Right. Yeah. My son, Spencer works for a firm that had a, a large party and they all, uh, they did, uh, a, a test before they, uh, before their Good party. Idea. So we're doing yeah. the same where our holiday parties next weekend or yeah. next Friday. So we're, we're going to do either the night before or the morning of the home kits are, they couldn't be easy. Yeah. And, and not to plug Walgreens, but the kits that we use are the Abbott ones. The, was it by by next mm-hmm. and uh, like you 20 get, bucks. Yeah. You get, so you're paying $10 a test. Right. So way easier. You don't have to go anywhere anymore. It's really come 15 a long minutes. Way. Right. Right. And even I figured out how to do it. <laughs> it wasn't tech related. So, but, but, uh, yeah, any questions on the HR side, feel free to reach out to, uh, to any of us, uh, give Jason a call with, uh, questions as well, but HR at, uh, at employco.com. And actually, and, uh, to plug your, uh, LinkedIn account, you're doing a lot of awesome posts on that. Oh, too. thanks. So. Yeah. We've, uh, we just posted out some things from the ask a party yep. and, uh, but it's, uh, we just try and uh, you know, offer some HR advice and, uh, HR content. So on either myself, Rob Wilson, uh, on LinkedIn or the employee code LinkedIn, which, uh, aside from Nikki, uh, Navarro working the board, he works the LinkedIn employee code page. So it's great. So thanks for, uh, checking our podcast out and, uh, Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Hope you have a great end of the year and we'll be back in January with another podcast. Thank you. Thanks.